Today's Bible reading is from Luke chapter 2, verses 15 to 21. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen them, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. On the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise the child, he was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he was conceived. Thank you. Good morning. I want you to imagine something with me this morning. I want you to imagine shepherds out in the cold of night, outside Bethlehem, in the countryside, far away from everyone else, watching over a flock of sleeping sheep. It's really hard to say. (laughs) Watching over their sleeping sheep. And out of the darkness and the quiet of that night, there bursts light and noise. Glorious, joyful noise of angels proclaiming, Behold, God has sent us a saviour. A saviour who's been born as a little baby. And you won't find him in a palace. You're not going to find him even in a bed. You're going to find him in a manger meant for feeding animals. I want to tell you something about myself. I grew up in the countryside outside of Macrofelt. Many of you have probably not been there, but I can assure you it's very different to the countryside those shepherds were in. But all the same, I grew up surrounded by farmers. I wasn't a farmer myself, but surrounded by farmers who had many animals in the fields around my house. They had cows and sheep and horses and wee tiny goats and even an old donkey. So there was plenty of noise to be heard and there was plenty of mess on the lanes around us from tractors going up and down to animals being moved from field to field. There were even mornings where actually... The noise was so close, it felt like it was in my bed with me when I woke up. And I would get up on those mornings and open my curtains to find, actually it was very close because there was a herd of uh, cows in my garden. The cows had broken out of their fields and were now surrounding our house. So I had to watch as my dad would get on his coat and take them back wherever they had come from. And actually, those were my least favourite mornings because we would then spend the morning cleaning up the mess and the smell that those cows left behind. And it was not pretty. It wasn't. Our theme the last few weeks has been behold. To behold, to stop, to take notice. Something you don't want to miss. And what is it that we're being asked to behold? We're being asked to behold Jesus in a manger, one meant for feeding animals, a manger probably surrounded by some of the sights and the smells and the sounds that you would find in my garden full of cows. Imagine being born into that. 
This is what we are being told to behold. A baby born laying in a manger, born to a poor family. And who are the first to come and to worship this saviour? This promised one sent of God. Is it priests? Is it Pharisees? Is it church leaders? None of those. Not even Stuart would have gotten an invite. None of these seemingly important people, but instead, shepherds. Shepherds of all people. Shepherds who were actually some of the most despised, some of the most distrusted, some of the most unclean people in the community. This is who God invited. In a culture so focused on cleanliness, in being clean and following rituals for their religion, shepherds had some of the worst jobs. They spent their time outside with sheep in amongst all of the manure and the flies buzzing around the animals. It wasn't an ideal job in a culture that focused on cleanliness. In fact, these, these boys would have been outcasts in their community, sent far into the wilderness to look after their sheep. Not the people you would expect God to invite to be among the first to meet the Saviour. God came down to earth in the form of a tiny child, just like this one. But he came with a very clear message. This good news, this good news that the angels have been proclaiming, this good news is for everyone. For everyone. For the shepherds, for the poor teenage girl, for the barren woman, for all those who feel downtrodden, who feel fear, who feel anger, who feel hurt. It's good news for all of us who don't deserve God's love, who fall short of perfection. It's good news for each one of us. And actually it's good news because despite us not being worthy of it, God in his great love sent us a savior anyway. Isn't that good news? God sent us a saviour anyway, and not just any saviour, he sent his own son. He sent his own son to grow up, to learn to walk and talk, to learn how to do what his father did, to go to school, to study, to work. A saviour who got hungry, who got tired, who got thirsty, a saviour who laughed and cried. God has sent us a saviour who knows what it is to be like us, who knows what it is to live in this world that is so broken and so full of hurt. This is who we behold. This is who we stop. This is who you don't want to miss. This is our saviour. But that's not where our story ends. The shepherds don't just visit Jesus 
and then head on back to their field and go, wasn't that great? Good night, had by all. Seen angels, seen Jesus. Let's go back to the field. No. These shepherds needed to tell everyone. They had to tell anyone who would listen to them, even though they might not be believed because of who they were. Who would think that God would send angels to some shepherds in a field? I'm sure there were many who would have been your top choice, but it wouldn't have been shepherds. But they needed to tell them anyway, even if it meant risking not being believed. Have you ever had such good news that you absolutely had to tell someone? You go into school and you have to tell the teacher as soon as you get there because you're so excited. Or something really good happened at school and you come back and you have to tell your mum and dad immediately. You have to tell them. Or you pick up the phone or you text your friends. You just need people to know because you can't hold it in. It's too exciting. You need everyone to know. That's what these shepherds felt. That excitement, that need bursting out of them to tell whoever would listen. Even if they weren't believed. And that's what we're called to as well. We are called not to, just to behold our saviour, to believe in that good news and to keep it to ourselves. We are called to share it, just as they did, to tell whoever would listen to us, to share Jesus, and not just the Jesus on the cross, but the Jesus who came and lowered himself so that we could be saved. This is the Jesus we want to share. I want to do an experiment with you. Boys and girls, I want you to come back up to the front a wee minute, okay? And as you're coming, I'm going to explain what we're going to do. I'm going to tell the boys and girls some really good news, okay? I've got some good news to tell them. But what we're going to do is we're going to test and see just how quickly my good news can spread the whole way across the church. How quickly can we tell everybody without me shouting it into a microphone? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask the boys and girls to come in right close over to me because you're not going to hear me in a second. Come on, right in, right over here. I'm going to tell all the boys and girls my good news. And then, boys and girls, are you listening? What you're going to do is once you know my news, you're going to go back to your mums and dads and you're going to tell them what I told you, okay? Yeah? Okay, and then I'm going to explain what we're going to do after that. So I'm going to put the microphone down a wee minute so you don't hear me. Just bear with me. We're going. I'm timing you, by the way. So this is, you've got to be as fast as you can. And once you've told them, you can stay with your mums and dads. But mums and dads, once you hear what my news is, I need you to start telling everybody around you, Okay. This is not just a job for the kids. Everybody needs to hear. And once you hear, I would like you to raise your hand so that we can see that you've heard it. And if there's anybody around you who hasn't heard it or hasn't got their hand up, you need to tell them, okay? Oh, we're starting to get hands up. We're getting there.
We're getting there. If you've heard it, keep your hand up high so I can see it. Oh, oh, we've made it into the balcony as well. Right, I'm going to pause my timer. All right, you can put your hands down. I would show you, but you wouldn't be able to see it. That took us less than three minutes to spread good news across the entire of the people in this room. Less than three minutes. That is how quickly good news can spread. That is how much of an effect you can have, boys and girls, when you tell other people. Because remember, that news started with you and spread out to everybody here. We gather this Christmas to behold the Saviour. Born to a poor family, laid in a manger meant for animals and worshipped by shepherds of all people. A Saviour for everybody. A saviour to be shared by us. God has kept his promise to come. He has come in Jesus. And we know that then he will keep his promise to come again. So as we behold our saviour, as we behold this tiny baby, we behold the hope that we have in him. Eternal life in his eternal kingdom. I'm going to tell you, my good news, just in case you hadn't heard it, is that there's one more sleep till Christmas. Is that, is that what everybody heard? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Isn't that exciting? Tomorrow is Christmas, the day that we celebrate Jesus being born among us. A day full of good things, of presents, of food, of family, of fun, of laughter. But I have one question for you. As much fun as it is to celebrate Christmas, how are you keeping Jesus as the one you behold on Christmas Day? How are you celebrating him in your homes and with your friends? Will you talk about all you have heard and seen God do? Just as our shepherds this morning, those first worshippers did. We're going to worship now, but as we worship, let this not end with this service. Take that worship with you and do, as we were singing earlier, join the angelic hosts proclaiming Christ is born in Bethlehem. <laughs> 